Hello, and welcome to the Soul Set Podcast. This is a space designed to motivate and inspire you. So please take a moment and pull back from the craziness in life and focus on you. Because when you do, my friend, you will be a force to reckon with. I'm Sherry Belmar, your host, and thank you for joining me. are listening to the Foundational Four series, and today we're discussing the third facet or factor that will define or determine the health and radiance of your soul. We're going to consider the four C's used to classify gemstones or diamonds. That's clarity, color, cut, and carrot. So in our first episode, we saw clarity and how our soul needs to find clarity in what's been deposited in it by considering origin. In our second episode, we covered color, how our life can take on color as we discover our meaning by uncovering what's been deposited in it. So if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I urge you to do so because each one builds on the other and are governed by laws that are in effect as we speak, the law of connectivity and the law of the individual collective. We have compared our one and only life as a lot of land that's been given to us, and we're 100% responsible to own it and discover our gem. And that's going to take work, work that many of us haven't done. And we're sitting on this metaphorical porch of life, waiting for something to happen, when in reality, we need to get down to work, start digging with determined intention to go for it. So if you're still sitting on that metaphorical porch, waiting, maybe complaining, you don't have what your neighbors have, you're wasting precious time, my friend. The clock is ticking and there's an urgency. You need to take ownership of your life and stop making excuses because no one's going to do your work. It's your beautiful and unique opportunity to discover your gifts, skills, and talents your diamond in the rough. And all that said, our next C is the cut. Once you discover your gift, your talent, your diamond in the rough, that takes work. But now is when you really need to get down to business. You know, a cemetery is one of the saddest things. All the buried could-haves, should-haves, to never be developed. If you're alive and breathing, I'm here to tell you there is a reason. You must discover it. And then you must go on to develop it because this is where the true value accrues, not in your diamond in the rough. I mean, really, if the truth is going to be told, and I don't mean to burst your bubble, but 80% of diamonds that are mined aren't even suitable for the gemstone industry. The quality of your cut is crucial to the final beauty and value and the radiance of your diamond. So the higher your cut grade, the brighter your diamond. The cut and polish are all about how well your diamond's facets interact with light. And you're going to need some precise artistry and workmanship to fashion your stone. And there's a time-consuming preliminary analysis 
of the rough stone, and it can last for years. So be patient. The cutter studies which flaws are to be removed and which ones are to be kept. And last but not least, it's estimated that the cut will reduce the stone to 50% of its original weight. That means half of it has to go. Ouch! There is a price to pay. And if you want your soul to be radiant and healthy, there are some things, sister, that have to go. The cutting, once it's decided, is responsible and quick. But the polishing is time-consuming. So even though we're talking about a painful and time-consuming process, I'm happy to tell you that in this developmental stage, you have a secret weapon, and it's going to shorten the waiting time considerably. We've all been given the secret weapon, but unfortunately, most of us don't even recognize it or use it. A brilliant and radiant diamond is rare. And you, my friend, can be one of those beautiful, rare gifts. You have everything you need. You have what it takes. So take ownership of your deposit. Be intent on discovering it. And you'll need to submit yourself to the cutting, to that developmental stage. Do you want to know what your secret weapon is? It's morality. It's what I would call the law of conscience. See, no matter our race, culture, or background, we all have that voice we call conscience. (laughs) I remember as a kid, the first time um, I saw this like symbolized would be Tom and Jerry, where they're like deciding what they should do. And there's like a little angel telling them to do the good thing. (laughs) And then there's the bad little devil that's telling them to do the ornery thing. And whether you want to or not, that duality, that good and bad, that nature is in every one of us. And so my question is, where does this sense of right and wrong come from? See, this is one thing that would differentiate us from the rest of the species, like from all the animals. Mankind has this sense of morality a sense of what's good and bad. This reminds me of the Disney classic Pinocchio. The blue fairy brings the little puppet to life and tells him that if he proves to be brave, truthful, and unselfish, that one day he can become a real boy and gives him the gift of a conscience in Jiminy Cricket. And so throughout the whole movie, what? Jiminy Cricket's trying to pull Pinocchio out of all these different problems, problems with his relationships, the friendships. He was just naive. And so the good conscience tries to help us. We can pay attention to it or we can ignore it. And then we see Pinocchio get what? Caught up. He gets sold to Stromboli. He's got his strings attached to him. Then later he's embarrassed. He's lying to the fairy. And on and on the story goes until what they go to Pleasure Island and there the kids are being turned into donkeys. And throughout the whole movie, this whole story, it just goes depicting what our life is like 
with um, our conscience. It, it, like <laughs> Jiminy Cricket is like constantly <laughs> a killjoy, right? Uh, there they are with the cigars and and one of the friends is like making fun of Pinocchio there at the pool table. And then he starts making sounds like a donkey, right? And Jiminy Cricket is just constantly trying to pull him from there. And so we can see in this story, what, how the, the conscience tries to guide us, tries to take us, but it, we have our will because here we consider what? The soul. We have our mind, our will, and our emotions. And see, just naturally, like this diamond in the rough, just like what's deposited in us, we, we are governed by that law of what we want the path of least resistance. So really, when we want to develop, we want to have a radiant and healthy soul, that cut is going to be part of our development, but it isn't full of pleasure. And so the pleasure is that immediate gratification. And it makes my emotions happy. And then on the other hand, I have my mind, my conscience, the knowledge I have that's saying, no, no, don't do that. Just think about, you know, like if you, if you want to lose weight and so you're like in front of the dessert and you're like thinking, I shouldn't, but I really would love it. And so we have to make that choice, right? That tension, we're in that tension. And so we either choose what we know we should do or what feels good. And then after that, we have guilt. So then we think that our conscience is something bad. And that's why we try to shush him up um, because he just is like this killjoy. He doesn't let me enjoy. And so we're really like kids, right? Little kids would eat candy all day. But as we grow up, usually, usually we understand that candy all day isn't good for us, right? And so that knowledge goes guiding me to make a better choice, a higher choice. And there is a price. There is a sacrifice. So the law of conscience doesn't have much of an appeal because it owns the law of delayed gratification. And we all know that what I want, I want right now, right? So this poses the problem and the tension because my mind is telling me what I ought to do. So where does that voice come from anyway? We refer to it as virtue or our higher self. So once again, my mind is torn between what I do and what I should do. And the, the conscience wants to go driving me and pushing me in a certain direction. So I need to draw the line. I need to call the shots and it's there to help me. But if I obey my conscience, I need to pay up front. And so if origin is answering the question of where I came from and meaning is answering the question of why, like why am I here? Well, morality or conscience would be the how. Like how do I live this life? So our mind, that conscience, if we don't have a seared conscience, a hardened conscience, because once we keep on doing things wrong, 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 and we try to harden that, you know, like a person that just can quote unquote lie so well. Why? They've done it so much that it doesn't bother them anymore. And like that, a lot of 
different habits in our life that we know are wrong, but we just keep on persisting in them. And so really they end up taking hold of us and enslaving us, just like we see with the story of Pinocchio, right? He ended up with strings attached to himself. He ended up in a cage and, um, and then he ended up being shipped off to Pleasure Island and he got into more trouble. And so unfortunately, we don't understand that our conscience is really a blessing. It's not a curse. And it really is a guide to help us on our way. So every moment of every day, I'm bombarded with choices of what to eat, what to buy, what to do. And so since I don't like, it doesn't feel good to have this voice monitoring me all the time, I start shushing it up. And we don't realize that this is dangerous because then we lose touch with ourselves, we lose touch with reality. So if you don't have a framework in place, by default, you will go to the path of least resistance, which is a road that isn't a road of development. So let's just look at aspects and characteristics of a healthy and unhealthy soul. So actually, we're going to start with the unhealthy soul. I believe the unhealthy soul ignores the conscience. And um, whereas the healthy soul would pay attention, uh, an unhealthy soul sees the conscience as a liability, right? This is holding me back. And the healthy soul sees it as an asset. This is my guide. Unhealthy soul is superficial. Now, don't forget the cut and the polish, right? If we want value in our life, if we want this diamond, we want a radiant and healthy soul, it needs to be polished and it can't be superficial. So therefore, a healthy soul is deep. It has depth to it. Because really, when, you, when it, the litmus test is that the unhealthy soul is pursuing pleasures right now. And a healthy soul is going to be pursuing purpose. See, it makes the cut, I say. A conscience, unwavering tenacity, right? It's, I make this cut. I'm going to not going to binge on watching this Netflix because I need to get this project done. I'm not going to eat whatever because I need to be in this type of physical shape. And whatever the example that fits for your life, whatever is taking place, (laughs) the good instead of the excellent, um, it needs to be cut from your life. It needs to be a conscience, conscious, unwavering, tenacious decision. Get rid of it. Cut it out. This is how your life will be able to be developed and be different. An unhealthy soul gives into the base, the basic natural desires, right? Our appetites for food, sex, power, pleasure. And so God gives us the gift of a conscience and it has a great payoff, but you need to pay up front. Just think of the athletes, the pros. I mean, they are making a lot of sacrifices because The people that are out there making a difference, 
It isn't because they're just sitting on their couches. They work at it. They make a sacrifice. And so to think that you don't have to pay a price, actually, I think is not using your mind to the fullest extent you can use it because you just need to realize that things will need to be cut from your life. Another thing you see from these athletes, like the Olympic athletes or the pros, is that to develop, and this is what we're talking about, they subject themselves to what? The teacher, the coach, the tutor, the mentor, right? They understand that they need these people to take them to the next level because they can't get there on their own. (laughs) I think of Karate Kid, right? You need a teacher, a mentor, someone that has skilled knowledge, tools, and experience so that they can help you develop this diamond in the rough. So to become a brilliant masterpiece, it's going to take work. If you want a radiant and healthy soul, your secret weapon of conscience, morality, needs to be honed, developed. You need to lean into it. And it will guide you to a higher way, higher ground. In this way, you can deliver that magnificent return of light. This week, I want you to take a look at your life. Take inventory and consider what needs to be cut. What needs to go. Pick up your phone. Go over your contact list. Are there people that you just need to delete? Hit that delete button and start looking for different people to hang around? Maybe you can start with something simple. Clean out your closet, right? That will give you a little bit of uh, momentum. Get out, take out all those things that you're not using. Make room for your Christmas gifts. Take time to define one bad habit, whether it's overeating, spending too much time on something that you enjoy, but it's just too much time. Sit back and and define, like evaluate, choose one thing. You say, hey, I need to cut back on this. I want you to listen to your conscience because it is your weapon. And if you learn to hone it, you will be able to see those cuts to be able to develop this beautiful work of art that your life is. So I want to hear from you there on Cherry Together. You can leave comments and on social media, but please go listen to the last episode and we're going to cover the last facet for the healthy, radiant soul you desire. Don't miss it. Thank you for joining me today. I want to invite you to come over and let's connect at SherryTogether.com. Till next time, this is Sherry Belmar signing off. Have a fabulous day.